Welcome, everyone, to the Docs and Crocs podcast. I'm Crocs. And uh, I'm Docs. And every week, we're going to be sitting on this couch checking in with you. You're going to be checking in with us. We're going to be checking in with you, seeing what's current and what's good. Yeah. And um, we think we're pretty funny. Sometimes. And uh, sometimes we have something useful to say, too. Only occasionally. So, thanks for listening. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode three of the Docs and Crocs podcast. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back. Thanks for joining us again for the third week in a row. I know. If you're here, if you've been here since week one, you are... Wow. You're the realest of the real. The realest. You're probably in love with one of us. First things first, I'm the realest. And um, Jonathan is single, so... Wait. What? So anyways... So... Uh, <laughs> moving moving right along. There's got to be some, like... I, I guarantee you there's, like, a big fan out there. Yeah, a big fan? We have a, uh, we have a listener in New Zealand now. We have at least one or two listeners in New Zealand. I see. And I'm convinced that one of them is probably a secret admirer of yours. Uh-huh. Where do we get this from? I just decided now. I have no say in the matter. Give me your worst pickup line. Ooh. Just in case uh, <laughs> Just in case the New Zealand podcast oh, girl. Baby. Are they playing ads in the back of our Look at this. That's a Sensodyne commercial. Oh my. I can't gosh. even skip it. I can't even skip it. What well, the secret is out. I don't have YouTube Red or whatever. The premium. premium. The premium version. I do have Spotify, though. I got the premium Spotify. Oh, my. We have to watch another ad? Jim, we don't have to watch we it. We can know. pretend like it's not playing. So yeah, what's your worst? Give me your worst pickup line. Um, <laughs> I have a few that are like not friendly, family friendly. <laughs> and then a give, few me a, give me a slightly careful one. A slightly careful one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't expect five-year-olds to be listening to this. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know, hey, girl, are you a Nissan? Because I want you all to myself. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that... That's that pretty, broke bones. That, <laughs> that was pretty good. I don't know what you're saying. It was okay. Yeah. It was okay. I don't, I don't know that I have... You, Girl, I asked that question, but I don't know if I have any. Girl, do you know the difference between you and history? History's in the past, but I see you in my future. Ooh. Come on, New Zealand girls. Ow, ow. Come on, New Zealand girls. Ow, ow. I just realized I gotta, I'm got. i going to step over here and turn this thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we are. Now we can see what's happening. Woot, woot. Look at that. New, shout out to the New Zealand girls. Shout out to the New Zealand gals who are really into uh, Croc. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know that we've said our, uh, our our actual names on here. I'm Ryan. I'm Jonathan. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here. So your elbow's not in frame, there, Ryan. Oh, I does it need to be? Should I have my bows in? <laughs> Bosom? Should I have <laughs> my bows? Should I have my frame? bows in the frame? Um, so we're called, I don't know if we've talked about this either, we're called the Docs and Crocs podcast. It's a very yes. deep and intimate story. Very deep, very intimate. I don't think we can even share the whole story. Probably not the whole story, but but the gist of it is... I wear Crocs. And I wear Docs. So thanks for thanks for taking that look in with us. Yeah, into our just lives. very introspective, <laughs> motivational... 
So what do we got here today? We got some uh, rum. We're sipping on some rum today. We're sipping on some Caribbean rum. Ooh, let's see if we can get that clink in there. Ooh, that's going to sound so good. little ASMR. This is, uh, this is bamboo rum. This is real Caribbean rum. It is the, the candy of rums. The candiest of rums. Mmm. Yeah. Mm. So we're, uh, we're loosening up. So, hey, good Monday morning. Thanks for being here. Um, I have something important to tell you. Please tell me. Have we decided our roles on this podcast? Our roles? Yeah. I didn't know there were... <laughs> what are the roles to assign? I'm the hot, stupid one. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. the... I'm the, uh, I'm the ugly one who drives conversation. Yes. And I'm hot and dumb. <laughs> Some of the comments were brutal. I think you were just tired. I, you were just sleepy. That's all yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You caught me early morning. I'm not, in, I'm not a morning person at all. Yeah. I hate mornings. I mean, today you came over at what time? 1 p.m. And you had woken up? At 12.30. So, yeah, I tried. To, I dragged you out of bed a little too. I don't know what made me decide to record morning podcasts, but... I just... I really love sleeping. Like, sleeping is my favorite thing. Yeah. And so, if there's an opportunity for me to sleep more, given what time it is, I will take it every time. If, it, if there is a decision between me sleeping more or looking presentable and like eating breakfast and getting all my morning routine things done, I'll take sleep just about every time. Yeah. Except uh-huh. it's for the gym. If it's for the gym, the gym wins in that scenario. If it's for the gains. Always for the gains. Jim wins every time. Boop-de-loo. Anyway, I have something really important to share with you uh-huh. and to share with all the people, but I need to share it with you first. Okay. Well, I'm sharing it with everyone at once. I've never, I've only shared this in private settings. I've never shared this publicly. I know who the Zodiac Killer is. Who's the Zodiac Killer? Do you know about the Zodiac Killer? I know about this yeah, somewhat. Like yeah. you've heard the, you know, back in the day, it was like in the 80s or whatever. Yeah. And there was like this guy that was like killing people and then like leaving clues for like the news. And they could never catch And him. they never found out who he was. Yeah. So who's the Zodiac Killer? So I can't say his name. Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. What's going on here? Let me explain. What is happening? So about 10 years ago now. Yeah, about 10 years ago. Okay. Um, 10 or 11 years ago, I was dating this girl. I started dating this girl. And um, we hadn't been dating for that long. Mm-hmm. And I was at her house. And she was like, hey, my dad and I wanted to share something with you. <laughs> Excuse me? No, hold on. <laughs> Excuse me? And um, they were like, you know, the Zodiac Killer. And I was like, yeah, I've heard th- about the Zodiac Killer. And like, yeah, they never figured out who it is. And they were like, well... The Zodiac Killer was a family member of ours. He's dead now. <laughs> just let me let me process that. For oh, a second. So let me just. Uh, I was like, "What? What do you mean?" They brought out all the evidence. No. <laughs> they what? brought out like Manila envelopes with photos, and like they they compared the actual photo like uh, that they had drawn like victims had drawn of the zodiac killer to this guy's photo and then they were like and also like when they translated the zodiac symbols initially they were initials and those initials are 
uh, uh, and this person's name was, uh, uh. and I was like, I was like, well, I mean, is there any chance that there's a coincidence there? And they were like, well, when he died, so here's one of the big things. The Zodiac Killer used to wear like this, like costume that was made for him. Right. Well, this guy's mother was a seamstress. The, the, the guy, the family member. And he like lived alone. He was very weird. I think he like lived in his mom's basement actually. And he was so, very weird. And when he died, this was the part that got me. Yeah. So the Zodiac Killer used a, in some of his killings, he used like a twenty-two pistol right. that he had like apparently mounted a flashlight to. Okay. And when he died, they searched through his stuff and found a twenty-two pistol with holes drilled in the top of it to mount a flashlight on it. So they like had all this evidence, and I was like, how come you guys haven't told anyone? And they were like, we don't want our family to have that negative press. So <laughs> my question is, how many red flags did this girl have? Um, that was probably the first one. That was the first one? That was, yeah, it was early. We had just started dating. So you're telling me that the girl you were dating, his dad's brother was the Zodiac Killer. It was like his... his uncle or something oh. it was like a great uncle oh my or something there was really it was it was either an uncle i'm probably butchering that part but it was either like an uncle or like a how and, oh oh and then they brought out a map of where all the killings were and he lived right in the center right next to the lake where the first uh killings happened so they were like we were like pretty positive it was him but he's dead now and we just don't really want like the negative attention on our family was this when you lived in new mexico yeah, yeah. Man, New Mexico just has something going on. These people were from California. Oh. And this was all in Cali, you know? Okay. So So anyway, so oh. I, I, I live with this secret that I have kept for them. Wow. For a while. Yeah. So like, how, uh, I'm assuming you broke up with her shortly after? No. No, we dated for like five years. <laughs> We were at, we were on for a while. Yeah. So what does that say about you, Ryan? There were other red flags. Oh, I would assume like so. Like she was a vegetarian. Oh, huge red flag. Yeah. That's a deal breaker immediately. Yeah, that was almost it, actually. Yeah. Yeah, the Zodiac Killer thing didn't do it, but when I found out she didn't eat meat, I was like, whoa. There's priorities, right? Whoa. There's absolute priorities. Yeah. And if she does not eat meat, that is more of a priority red flag then she ate meat by the time we were done dating. Yeah. I, <laughs> we were shopping one time and we were like, we, we had, we got this little mini fridge like at her house that was like our snack fridge. We'd been dating, you know, at that point for like a couple months, uh -huh. um, you'd be like, how did you not know by then? Well, we were young anyway. Uh, and like we'd hang out and go get coffee and like, you know, just, Talk teenagers. about how to murder people. So <laughs> we were we were out one day and, and we were stocking up this little mini fridge like we had just gotten. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go get like a bunch of like meats and cheeses. And she goes, ew. No. <laughs> and I was like, wait. No. Wait. no. She goes, I'm a vegetarian. Why? And I, I like stood there in disbelief. I, I had never. 
I had never really been I would around. stop talking to her at that instant. I had never been around. I would leave her at the much. grocery store. Dang. And stop talking. To I didn't her have a car at that time. She did. Mm. We were young. Like I, I mean, it was t- eleven years ago. So. Anyway, so there's that. Um, Starting out with a big old bombshell. Yeah, I just figured I'd. I just figured maybe our friendship should should reach the next level. So there's my like, there's one of my like weird secrets that I live with. Yeah, yeah. I don't have anything like that. Well, th- there wasn't any expectation on this. I don't want you to feel pressured. Okay, good because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but have if any- you have anything you want to get off your chest, you know, now in front of witnesses would be the time. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Most- there's this girl at the gym. <laughs> And uh, she's a mass murderer or what? I mean, she might be because she mass murdered my heart. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm almost choked on my rum. Okay. She just... That's your next pickup line. Hey, girl. Are, are you, you the a, Zodiac are killer? Are you the Zodiac killer because you're <laughs> yeah. mass murdering my heart? I think that'll work. <laughs> next time I see her, I'm going to go up to her and use that pickup line. Yeah, try it out. Yeah, no. I'm not doing that. So what about this girl? I have a gym crush. That's about it. Oh, okay. That, that was that was as far as it went. How do you how do you take how do you take gym crushes to the next level? I have no idea. If you know how to take <laughs> gym crushes to the next level, please jump in the Facebook group, Docs and Crocs podcast, Put and leave a comment so I know what I'm doing. He needs help, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so the way I describe this is: growing up, I invested all of my skill points into. Book smart mm. and zero skill points into street smart and social skills. Right. So when I got to middle school, I met um, one of my really good friends, Matt, and he he handled the book smart, not the book smart aspect, the street smart aspect. So I sat in the back of the classroom and I was pretty blind. I didn't know I needed glasses at the time, but I couldn't read the board. And so I would always tell Matt, Matt, what does that say on the board? He's like, Johnny, if you can't read the board, I'm not going to tell you what's on the board. Go sit in the front. Wow. And I was like, I don't want to sit in the front. He was like, okay, well, you give me the answer to the question and I'll tell you what it is. I was like, deal. And so that's how our friendship started. And so going through middle school and high school, Matt was always the street smart like when when any situation put <laughs> in this face, you're <laughs> I said, no, I'm listening. Um, any any situation would come up, like I would always be like, Matt, what do I do with this? And he's like, Oh, you just do this, this, and this. And what he told me, like, didn't make sense in my brain. Are what we it, still talking about girls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought so. So any interaction I had with a girl, Matt was always behind, like the text messages, Ooh. the interactions. That's like when you, yeah, when you lie on the resume and you get the job. Yeah, and so that that was my kind of school experience. So now, now that I'm kind of grown up in quotation marks, I have to figure that stuff out on my own. That's huge, and that's terrifying. Am I your street smart friend now? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, street smarts. Yeah, we have quite a few street smarts. My street smarts are I know how to fix things. Yes. And uh, yes. Just yep. a few things. I know. How we to won't f- name yep. those things just in case someone else he- listens to this and is like, "Oh, you know how to fix this." Oh yeah, don't yeah, uh, don't yeah. call me to fix things. No. I don't know anything. I'm very expensive. That's all I'll say. Yeah, he is. 
Oh, well. <laughs> like like a cake, you know, or yeah, a pizza yeah, or yeah, a beer, yeah. just, a couple beers. Just high quality. High quality. Yeah, I'm a big... Uh... What's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. I can't wink very I well. thought maybe you were having like a... I thought you were having an attack. No, no, I thought no. you were like spazzing out. I didn't realize that you were winking to the camera. Yeah, I just don't wink very well. I'm a, I'm a high class B. I can't wink with my right eye. I can only wink with my left eye. So if I try, it's like... <laughs> For those who are just listening and aren't watching, it looks like he's having a stroke. Like it doesn't work. That's crazy. That is crazy. It just doesn't work. Yeah, I can... And, and I, on the other hand, can isolate. I can just isolate eyes. Uh, like I can just close one okay. eye entirely without any other distortion of my face whatsoever. I can't do that. This was a, a skill that I learned in Russian spy school. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. My mom used to do it. So you're an enemy of the state. You know, I don't know that I should say anything like that on media of any kind. I might be a covert operations The, the NSA guy. has immediately tapped your cell phone. I mean, if it, it, can they tap this podcast and make it blow up? Because that would be awesome. That would be sick. That would be absolutely fantastic. Um, we had a pretty eventful week last week. Yeah, t- talk to me about talk to me about your perspective on last week. Yeah, so last week started out like any other week, but then on Friday I went skydiving, and that was incredible. I haven't seen. We did it. We paid extra so that I could get the video footage like afterwards. Oh shoot! All right, and I haven't gotten the video footage yet, but as soon as I get it. I'm going to watch it just so I can get like a refresher because it all happened so, so quickly. Yeah. One day a friend is like, hey, you want to go skydiving? And I was like, that's on my bucket list. So absolutely, I want to go skydiving. So we schedule it for Friday. We drive out to Berlin and then I get myself strapped to another human being who is a lot more experienced just so I don't die falling out of a plane. Mm. It gives me directions on what to do. And then... <laughs> no, I just liked the sound of I got strapped to another human being who's a little more experienced. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> then we get up in a plane. The, claim, the plane climbs to 8,000 feet. And then we scoot to the edge of the plane. The doors open. You look down. You're like, whoa, we are really high up. And then you hear in your ear, ready, get set, Go. And then all of a sudden, you're falling out of a plane that's 8,000 feet in the air. That's the part that really freaks me out is that you're, you're about to fall 8,000 feet, but you're not in control of it. It was so sick. It's like you're being pushed. You're yeah. being pushed over yeah. 8,000 feet, but then the other person fell too. It was great. And so free fall lasted all of, I think, a minute or two, but it felt like 10 minutes. It was the strangest experience of my life because you're supposed to go in a banana formation where you have your hands up and you arch your back that way your free fall is as smooth as possible yeah so i'm doing that and like in the air you're you know in free fall you're supposed to go like that but until you get a really good banana formation you're kind of like going back and forth like this yeah and so to start out with you feel like boop 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 boop, boop. we finally stabilized out and he pulls the parachute 
and the view was just absolutely breathtaking. You could see all the way up I-25, back to Albuquerque. You could see like the tops of mountains with a little bit of snow on top. But the real question is, yep. did you see the curve of the earth? Is the earth flat, Jonathan? Is the earth flat? Damn it, son, tell me right now. <laughs> You know, when I was falling, the first thing that popped in my brain was not, let's check if the earth is flat. Come oh. on. Ah, oh, what else is the point? <laughs> we got to we gotta stump these flat earthers, man. We got to put them in their place. You got to be like, you got to be the guy at the table who's like, hey, I jumped out of an aeroplane. And let me tell you what, son. Let me. There's a curve. There's a curve. The curve. The curve is greater than when you text females. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So did you have any epiphanies while you were falling thousands of feet to the earth? Did you have any like revelations? I mean, it it just kind of like gave me a bird's eye perspective. Oh, did it? How? Yeah. Hmm. And <laughs> the guy I was jumping with, he was like, you can understand why birds sing in the morning, right? Cause they're, oh, wow. What a yeah. thing to say. Yeah. Was he the mustache guy? In the no, photo you no, posted? No, 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 no. Okay, because no, no, no. he looked like the kind of guy that would say some some stuff like that. Dude, okay. So while we're getting up to altitude, my friend and the person that she's jumping with is telling all these really bad jokes, like the jokes you probably don't want to hear before you're skydiving. Oh, oof. He's like, what's the hardest part about skydiving? We're like, what? He's like, the ground. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. But anyways, like... So many things looked so tiny when you have a really big perspective. Yeah. But that'll preach. Yeah. And it's not like it changed size magically. It was just my relation to it. Oh, here we go. Ladies. As I got further away from things that seemed very large, they looked small in comparison. Minuscule. Have you been able to like? Have you been able to apply that anywhere? Like, was there was there any point where you're in the sky and you're like, "Dang, I I make things out to be too big." I think like your focus and your like what you focus on and the perspective that you take on will always determine what's big in your life and what's small. And so, if you're focusing on for example, trying to figure out your life and whatever you're really close to in your life is going to seem very large. So if your lifestyle, if you're, if you're very close to like partying and that kind of relationship and that lifestyle, that seems very large and that seems like a big part of your life. Mm -hmm. And so until you separate yourself from that, until you start to walk away and walk towards something and focus on something else, that lifestyle and that mindset, mindset and those thoughts start to even out and get put into perspective. Or maybe something you struggle with is relationships and forming good connections. Yeah. If, if your only focus is, I don't have any real friends, this, this big mountain of loneliness is going to be what you're close to and what you focus on in your life. Mm -hmm. Instead, if you start to move towards healthy relationships and investing in the relationships that you already have, that loneliness can now become put into perspective and become small. 
in comparison to healthy relationships. Oh, 100%. I think even like this past, um, like you know, I've been on this journey like right. of, of mental health and like emotional health. And for me, like one of the biggest things that I was, like one of my big focuses, like from the time I, like growing up to the time I was, you know, 24, 25 years old was just that, like I'm a victim to the whole world. Like my life is happening to me. Mm -hmm. Everything's happening to me. People, like I just, in my perspective, people automatically weren't going to like me. They were going to have a problem with me. There was nothing I could do about it. Mm -hmm. um, and a big part of, you know, there were a few steps to overcoming that, but one of the things that I did it just in the past year to really retrain my brain was like make certain things bigger than other things. Yeah. So like I was literally training myself on where to get joy from and like where to get uh, like satisfaction from. And so I would just look at my daughter and like look at my daughter smile and I would tell myself like this is full joy, you know, or just like taking care of my daughter, taking care of my wife, working hard at my job. Like, and I would tell myself, this is full, like I'm taking responsibility. This is full satisfaction, full joy. And so it was like just simple little things. Like we've talked about some of this, like, oh, I come home at the end of the day. I put on my like house clothes. I plug in my phone. I'm happy. Like I'm, I'm on a routine. Like this is right. joy. Yeah. I'm just like training myself to see different things. Cause it's like the things that really matter are the, usually the things that we make really small yes. and the things that don't matter are the things that we make huge. Yeah. What other people think of us, our performance here or there. That's so good. And it's like, but we need to enlarge the little things and like be like, that's really, that's the biggest thing in the world. My daughter's laughter when she sees my face, like mm -hmm. when I come home from work, that's, fullness of joy like i'm i am successful right. because my daughter loves to see my face my wife loves to see my face that's success right so and perspective shifts yeah i think i don't know i follow this dr stephen haynes he kind of pioneered in putting to practice acceptance and commitment based therapy of establishing your values and then after that maximizing your routines that support your values yeah. and help you move towards your values because talk at the end of the day is cheap and I can say a lot of things, but if there's no action behind that, then I'm almost going to be fighting against myself mm -hmm. because I have these established values in my house. I have this foundation of how I think, uh, what I do, my perspective, my mindset, but then if my habits are contrary to that, I'm going to be fighting against myself. And that's not, that's not good for anyone. Dang straight. That's not, that's not good for anyone. Well, well. so for those listening, just so you know, uh, we don't just talk about the news. <laughs> <laughs> no, one of the things actually we, we, we had talked about doing is even having like a helpful segment in each one of our podcasts where we like specifically will focus on um, emotional or or mental growth. Skip this. Uh, skip this ad. What is this? Um, We're back to vaporwave, baby. There we go. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a lot. I think a lot of both of us have gone through a lot of transformation. I don't know. We've we've. I think that's why our friendship is so strong because we've transformed a lot and right. and stayed in relationship. I think in in my younger years, I did a lot of transforming that meant that I wasn't around the same people anymore. Yeah. Or it's like I would transform in such a way that the people around me didn't want to be around me anymore. They're like, oh, well, if you're 
if you're not going to be unhealthy, like I liked you unhealthy. And if you're not going to be unhealthy, now I don't, I don't really enjoy your company. But like you and I have both transformed a lot. We've changed a lot and just like stuck it out, which is pretty dope. Yeah. I think both of us have committed to growth Mm -hmm. and getting better and not settling for what we see in our lives and constantly Mm -hmm. being, I guess, pushing ourselves to take the next step and to explore new options and all of, yeah. And I think we've both both established in our lives that there's a difference between saying you're there for someone and then intentionally putting ourselves in each other's path. Yeah. And saying you're there for someone is great, don't get me wrong, but I think the real friends in your life and and the people that are going to pull you out of really dark places are going to intentionally put themselves in your path. Dang. And that's what's... Because, like, how many times did you hear when you were going through a rough patch, oh, I'm here for you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you were like, that doesn't mean... That doesn't if, have the intended If as effect. many people who said, I'm here for you, were actually there, it would be overwhelming. It would be a crowd. Yeah. But it's like, in reality, there's maybe one, maybe two. Right. And one of them is usually family. And the other one, yeah, is like somebody that there was just commitment made. Right. And th- those people are game changers. Because they're able to speak with a little bit of distance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, you need someone on the inside and then you need someone who's like just slightly on the outside. You need one person who's like, I've known you your whole life and you're being ridiculous. And then you need someone who like you invited into your life Mm -hmm. who says, hey, when you invited me into your life, this is what you said you wanted and you're violating that. Yeah. Like you're better than what you're displaying right now. And this isn't helping you in the long run. And those are challenging conversations because you're like, crap, I need to get my stuff together. I need to quit being doing this or thinking this way or having these habits in my life. I think, and and you also, you need somebody, like family, this isn't always true for everybody, but for the most part, unless you're like a crazy violent criminal and you're like stealing from your family, doing all this stuff. Other than that, like for the most part, if your family calls you out and you don't make a difference, like a change, your family is still your family. Right. So they're kind of still there no matter what. Yeah. But the difference with like somebody that you invite into your life is, hey, I, like we made some sort of an agreement Mm -hmm. and it's like, hey, you're violating relationship right now. Right. And I want to remain in relationship with you. So then I said, well, then I have to make a change if I want to remain in relationship because it's it's valuable to me. It's important to me. And I know that you're not obligated by any means. You're not obligated by blood to stay uh, in my life. Right. At the end of the day, I don't have to listen to anything you're saying. Yeah. But because I know that you love me and you want the best for me, I'm going to try it out. Yeah. So many times with my... My counselor, my therapist, she's told me something that I should do, mm-hmm. and then I've done the opposite just to find out that she was right. <laughs> and that's a sucky conversation to have, Yeah. where every week, not every week, but sometimes you go in, and you're like, oh, I did this, and it sucked. And then I tried what you told me to do, and it worked out. Mm-hmm. Then they give you that face of like, hmm. Oh, how about that? Wow. I feel like we've given each other that face. I, oh, absolutely. I can almost guarantee. Yeah. From little things to big things. It's like, oh, hmm. oh, you did, oh, what I said? Oh, well, I'm, hmm. yeah, no big deal. Hmm. Hmm. Crazy. Hmm. Crazy. Well, cheers to all that. Cheers to 
I need a I need a sippy sip. A little sippy sip Ooh. in the morning. Mm. We're sipping on rum. You're probably listening to this. Uh, you might be listening to this in the morning. Maybe you're sipping on coffee. Think about um. Add some Bailey's in there. C- consider dumping a little bit of rum in your coffee. Caribbean uh, Cafe Caribbean. Go Cafe for it. Caribbean. But we just finished a game of Mario Party before this. We did. I was gonna sigh, but then I remembered I won. So. Yeah. And I usually love, I don't. I love Mario Party. I love it with all of my heart. Mario Party is integral to who I am as a person. Oh wow. That's a bit dramatic. That it was a little, a tad, a tad bit dramatic, just a tidbit. But I remember growing up and playing Mario Party one and two on the Nintendo sixty four with my brothers, and getting really upset. And it, Mario Party is just a roller coaster of emotions. Oh yeah, it's, it's screwing with you. Oh look, you're winning. <laughs> kidding. Just you're not. kidding. You lose. You just got your star stolen from you, and now you're in last place. That'll damage some relationships. Yeah. So today, at the end, one of our friends had to leave, and so I took over yeah, that talk role. Yeah, about that spice factory. Yeah. I took over that role, and she had a dueling glove. And the dueling glove allows you to challenge another player to a duel and to wager as many coins as you decide on. Now, me being the mischievous person I am, decided to wager all of... Your wife's coins on winning. Rough. And I won. But then your wife pressed start. She moved over to... So <laughs> you can back out of the game you're playing and then return to it. So you can back out of the game and say, oh, I want to play some mini games. And it's like, okay, we'll save your progress. So it saved the progress up until that turn. It literally just didn't save that turn. So he tried to be, he tried to be slippery and it didn't work. It did not work. It didn't work out, the slipperiness. Um, speaking of my wife, so this, if, if you're listening to this point, we love you, we appreciate you, uh, but obviously, I'm sure you want to hear some guests on this show. Um, and so next week, I think we're going to have a guest. And there's a possibility that it might be my wife, um, but there's a few people that we have on the list who we might want to bring onto the podcast. So make sure that you keep tuning in uh, because we're going to interview all kinds of people. We're going to talk to a, a wide range and variety of people mm-hmm. um, from business professionals to the lay person to content creators. And then I don't know. Just I mean, wh- who knows where we could end up? Hakuna Matata. We could end up being the big boys on the block. We could. We could. But for now... I just want to hear from your perspective what it's like playing games against me, with me. Just just your hot take. Your Frank's okay. Frank's red hot take. All right, I'm going to give you my Frank's hot red hot take. Mm-hmm. Let me see that remote real fast. Yep. I I'm going to I thought that synthwave with all that stuff was going to stay on there for a while, but those ads are driving me absolutely bonkers. And so we're going to go back to um the fireplace. Vibes. I mm-hmm. think we need the fireplace. Where is it? Let me put back the fireplace. Oh, wow. should I put uh, should I put Skrillex's uh, poop sounds? His basement set in the background. That's yeah, cool visuals. That. That's some dope visuals right there. Yeah, I don't know if that's copyrighted, but who cares? Ah, it'll be fine. It'll yeah, be fine. It'll be fine. I'm not, not playing the audio. Enough. We're not big enough. It'll just be like flickering in the background. Love that. Um, what is it like to play games against you? Um, 
I <laughs> they're very I don't like to use the word triggered. I, I think it's overused and I, I don't consider myself somebody who's like triggered by things. However, I do have um there's one insecurity that I'm still kind of dealing with in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, especially as a husband and as a dad, like this can hit you a lot. And it's that feeling that you are stupid, that you don't know what you're doing. You're trying so hard to keep things together. Um, and there are some days, um, like yesterday, which I'll talk about in a second, that you feel like you're on top of the world, you're killing it, you're banging on all cylinders, like you're the hero of the story. And then there's other days that you're like, I am the dumbest person who has ever walked the earth. I cannot do anything. And sometimes playing games against you will trigger that insecurity in me. I'll be like, I'm doing so good. I'm I'm like a mastermind. My brain is bigger than anybody's brain. I have big boy brains. Big and then I play games brains. against you, and I have no freaking clue what I'm doing. When I don't, I could play the same game that, and when you're not there and absolutely freaking dominate. I could be absolutely dominating. Levels. I could be the number one in the entire world as soon as I'm playing against you. Crushed. Squished like a snake under the foot of Eve. Absolutely dominated in every way. And it tends to uh, tends to get to me a little bit. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. You have book smart, smarts and then you have whatever, I don't know. Tech, like, if we're playing a game on a screen, mm-hmm. you're dominating. If we're playing a game, like a card game or a board game, it's you never know. You never know. It's 50-50. Unstable unicorns? Who knows what's going to happen? Nobody knows. That's you why might get unstable. crushed. But if we're playing a phone game, computer game, PlayStation game, you're absolutely dominating. And it's been like that my whole freaking life. I'd, I wasn't the kid that had the Xbox on the block. Mm. I wasn't the kid. Everybody else had the Xbox. Everyone else played Halo every day. And then I'd go over to a friend's house. I'd be like, you want to play Halo? I'd be like, sure. Well, they play all the time. So guess who's getting absolutely trashed? You are. The entire time. You boy. Getting absolutely <laughs> trashed. Put in the trash can. Kicked over. There ain't no way. No way. There ain't no way, brother. You got mud on your face. I go in there for people playing Halo. I'm all get every time. Kicking your can all over the all place. All over the place. So that's how I, it's just always been like that. I've played video games my whole life, but not consistently enough. You know, my parents, they, they messed me up. My parents were, the, you know, you don't play that game all day. Hey, I could have been a millionaire streamer, parent. Don't stop your kids from playing video games. They could be famous content creators. You don't know what you're doing. There's, right, the, the parents that didn't stop their kids from playing video games, they're winning millions of dollars at tournaments. Playing, Esports. Playing freaking, sh- whatever it is. Dominating. The, the stupid one with the colorful people. Fortnite. Fortnite. God. Fortnite kids, Fortnite dance. Fortnite. I can't even touch Fortnite. I play Fortnite, oh, I immediately feel like it's my brain disgusting. has been removed from my cranium and shoved up my butthole. I started playing, Fortnite came out like my senior year, my junior senior year of high school. And I started playing Fortnite with my friends. And it was like cool because it was still new and nobody knew what they were doing. But as soon as people started to learn how to build, just ruined it. Did you, there's, um, there's no build Fortnite now. Did you know that? No. There's a version of Fortnite you can play. It's like no build. Huh. It's just... You just kill. Yeah, but these kids are playing Fortnite all day, every day. Oh, no, I know. I'm not saying that I would win now. I'm not they, saying I'd be any better, but... They're ridiculous. It's I, just silly. 
I, I kind of yeah I got away from first person shooters because I was like I'm never gonna get I'm I'm not getting better at this and I'm not getting closer to a time in my life where I'm gonna be able to play this for hours and hours and hours and get really good mm-hmm. and it's kind of becoming super repetitive. We kind of talked about that last time, you know, just the the, the repetitiveness Call of, of Call of Call of Duty. So now I'm more of like I did I resorted back to. You know, like God of War and like these adventure games. I want to go somewhere. I really want to play a game. I wanted to play No Man's Sky, but I just I heard really mixed yeah mixed reviews. But I really want to play a game that take that you feel like you're lost somewhere. Mm-hmm. I really want that. So my friend, you know who you are, you dirty scoundrel. He convinced me that No Man's Sky was going to be the next big. I thought it was. Thing. I mean, came out release day. Uh, he had me buy him a copy as well as myself. Ooh. And it sucked. Ooh. It was Oh, you hated awful. it on release? It was terrible. Whoa. So it was awful. I want, so maybe it got better. Maybe. All I, the, the thing that intrigued me was this idea that No Man's Sky, everyone was technically playing in the same universe. Mm-hmm. And there was like a center of the universe that you could reach and no one had reached it. I was like, whoa. But I think people did read. Like I think once, like then it's just like whatever. Who gives a dang? I don't. I don't care anymore. Meh. So I just never played it because I was like, I don't really have time for something that's not going to be absolutely freaking incredible. God of War, incredible. Absolutely freaking incredible. Incredible. I. Uh, speaking of incredible, The Last of Us. Mm. Incredible. Mm. Incredible. Have you watched all the first season? I haven't seen it at all, but I'm playing. Oh, you haven't. I'm playing. Oh, it. you're playing it. I'm so playing I'm. It. I started playing it. Um, I only played it for a few hours, but then we watched The Last of Us, and apparently they made the the show super super accurate, like to the game. Wow! And just from playing it for a few hours and then watching the show, I can vouch for that. Like there are shots in the show that are shot for shot, Whoa. like the game. That's why it's really, really cool. The dialogue mm-hmm. identical. Like there's some parts in the dialogue that are literally identical, and I think that is so cool. Even the way that they shot some of the scenes feels like a game, mm. even though you know it's live action. It almost feels like a cutscene, and I just think that that's such an interesting like experiment in cinema. It's not really cinema, but like experiment in like plus Pedro Pascal. Yeah, he's just incredible. I, I've become more of a fan of Pedro Pascal than I thought because people said that I looked like him. Like I looked like a younger him. This all started when The Mandalorian came out. I had never heard of Pedro Pascal before. I saw him in Narcos. See, I heard that's he did a, an interview recently where they asked him if that's when he became a heartthrob, and I guess that's what happened. Um, I had never heard of him, and then The Mandalorian came out, and some kids came to the escape room that I guess had seen all of The Mandalorian before I did. Mm-hmm. And they, some kids ran up to me, like a group of them, I guess they had been talking about it, and they were like, you're the Mandalorian. And I was like, why? Why am I the Mandalorian? Wait a minute. What's and so, going on And they here? were just like, you're the guy. And so I had to like look it up. And then I was like, oh, I guess. He has a lot more like wrinkles in his face. Than he has like experience in his face. I'm not right. trying to be disrespectful. Pedro, I love you. Please come on the podcast. But he has more experience in his face than I do. And then people commented on my... Uh, Instagram and said that I looked like him. So He's I, just such a baller. And then I started watching his interviews and his personality. I'm like, that's I love that personality. So He's very goofy, lighthearted. So now I'm a big fan. And he just like 
he plays his role so well. Like in Narcos, oh, yeah. he's like this playboy cop in Mexico, not a care in the world, doesn't really have any strong relationships because he's a cop going after mm. the big drug trade. Yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah. Or Colombia, not Mexico. Whoopsie daisy. But, canceled. Um, canceled. Canceled. Ripped. Shut him down. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. That's how it goes. No, he is a great actor. I, I really like, yeah, The Last of Us is really fantastic. And then The Mandalorian, Mandalorian is just, mwah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, mm, Except for the mwah. mods. The what? The mods. Or was that in the book of Boba Fett? Where were the mods? Those people on, like, the stupid-looking bikes who modify their bodies? That might have been in the book of Boba Fett. It probably was. Any hoozies? I don't like them at all. Apparently, they're based on something for real, but I was, like, terrible. That was the only thing that I didn't like about some of like the Mandalorian in the Book of Boba Fett was how slow things moved. Like sometimes things like that were supposed to be like, oh, it's a speeder, but it's like a jog. Yeah. And you're like, eh, eh, what's going on? What happened to like thousand miles an hour that we got from early Star Wars? Like, yeah, just the uh, traveling at light speed. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, what happened? You know, and then the little pill that comes out of the. <laughs> you know, goodness. <laughs> we need a soundboard. We, we can record all these sounds that we make. Mm-hmm. They can just play when different things happen. I don't know what those things would be. but mm. Anyway, um, speaking of technology and modifications and uh, speed, mm-hmm. chat GPT. Ooh. So a rabbi, Ooh. I saw an article where this rabbi had chat GPT write a sermon for him. Oh. And he was terrified by the results. Because he didn't tell the congregation. He was doing an experiment. Yeah. So he gets up, he gives this message written by ChatGPT, gets a standing ovation. <laughs> and Whoa. he said he was terrified. He was like, this has never happened. Like the people applauded this message written by an artificial intelligence. Well, I think, I mean, in churches, we talk about it all the time of like, you have to remove. Or try your best to remove your own personal filter when reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. And you have to put it in the context of the time and the place where it was written and understand all the references and the connections. And this is referencing that and cross-reference and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And so I guess AI is just able to remove that personal filter and just get the sweet, sweet facts. So that's one perspective. Or, or or the AI is trained to like if you tell it like write me a message about you know, write me this positive message about XYZ. Mm-hmm. Well then it's only going to find the most positive aspect because it's it's taking all of like every bit of information that it has access to on the internet. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to find all of the nuggets that are the most pleasant. I see. And then it's going to, it's like, I'm going to give you what you asked me for, which is this nice message. So I'm going to give you what you want. Mm. So that's, I don't know. Like, is that an option where actually it's just trying to please you? And that's, and so you're going to like the response. That is an interesting perspective. I think, I think what's really is going to be really interesting is when we can ask AI to tell us the truth about things whoa and it could be objective about it 
Yes. You know, because if I say like, hey, tell me the truth about X, Y, Z. If you if you have relationship with me, chances are you're going to tell me the truth, but in a way that I like to hear it. And if you don't have relationship with me, you might tell me more things that I don't want to hear. Yeah. But what about AI? What about I don't know. AI? What's the future hold for things like chat? chat gdp who knows i don't know i mean we made ads for uh we made ads for work recently we work at the escape room and we asked chat gpt hey write a hook just yeah give us a hook and it would give us a hook for a video i'd say give me another one it would give me another one make it a little bit more like this and it would do it like you can literally say like hey make that sound more fun and it'll change how it says things to make it sound more fun hey shorten that for me make it more concise boom does it instantly give me three things that i can put in this video as tips Boom, boom, boom. Writes you a script. Right. Three more. Three more. Three more. Yeah, you Three just keep more. doing it, and it'll keep thinking Tag and keep lines. thinking. Yeah. So it freaks me out a little bit. On one hand, there's like, oh, wow, ChatGPT is going to take over the world. People are going to be using it for this and that. And I'm like, well, if I jump on that train early, you, know, you could be the moneymaker with ChatGPT. But then on the other hand, it's like, well, but if I don't, what opportunities am I gonna am I gonna lose out on to an AI? Yeah, like I don't know if you've thought about that. Like, what opportunities could you lose? I think because we're, yeah. how old you are, mm-hmm. how old we are, and yep. the fact that AI is already where it's at. I think, and like billionaires have talked about this already, but how many jobs are gonna become obsolete just because of artificial intelligence? Yeah, and things like Chat GDP and. Like we were writing newsletters for our for the escape room with Chat GDP. Mm-hmm. Just hey, write me a newsletter. Include these things. Boom, boom, boom. Done. Copy paste. Yeah. Roll your dice. Move your mice. No one gets hurt. Absolutely, just nuts. I work in the content creation industry. Like I have a, a day job as a as a content creator, and there are there are people who are in the content creation game who hire script writers. And now it's like, if you, like when you first start talking to ChatGPT, like at first, it, Very you, you can tell. But after you've trained it for a while, and there's so many AIs already, there's different ones. We're just talking about ChatGPT, but there's the, um, there's like the Bing AI, there's different ones that they've had to put like parameters on because it started mm-hmm. to say some crazy stuff. Like different AIs have different um, like types of personality. And so, like at this point, like you can train yeah. the AI to respond more human or more how you want it to hey write this in a professional tone yeah write this in a casual tone write this with influences from these writers write this from influences from classical literature instant spooky very very spooky absolutely spookatastic so I don't know. I'm Chad a little G- bit. I'm GDP a little bit nervous. I'm, I want to be on the game. I want to be one of the people that's using it to make money. But I'm. I just feel like I'm late to a lot of things. So I'm like, how can I not be late to those? Yeah. Some people don't know about it. You think everybody knows about everything, but some people really don't know. So you gotta like, you gotta bank on it while you can. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me write your paper for you, and then you just give it to the AI. Hey, write this. Write this paper. Merry Christmas. There you go. Business idea if you're listening to the... Do ethical things. Do, Do ethical, ethical things, all right? Be ethical. Be ethical. Hey, speaking of being ethical, why don't you go ahead and follow me on Instagram and uh, follow us on TikTok. <laughs> I am Instagram, uh, Ryan underscore A-Y-D. We are TikTok Docs and Crocs. Make we, sure that you're following us on social media to keep up with everything that we're doing and make sure that you jump in the Facebook group. We have the Docs and Crocs podcast. Sorry. We have TikTok skits. 
where we do funny things. We make, yeah, yeah, we don't just do this. We make funny memes. We make memes on yesterday the on the TikTok. We got something in the works. I think it's pretty funny. Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, we're we're bringing back another character. Um, thanks for all the love. I should say thank you. Thank you for all the love you've been showing us on social right now. By the way, huge support on the socials. Huge. It hasn't been little. Like we broke past that two hundred mark on TikTok. Usually, when you're first starting videos, sometimes you'll get stuck at like the two hundreds mm-hmm. because that just shows you to like a, a small group of people. And if you don't break out of that, you don't. Right. But we've we've had over a thousand views on all of our TikToks. Um, a lot of our TikToks. And, and we only just we went from uh, sixty nine followers to one hundred and twenty three followers in just a couple of days. Thank you guys so much. That's some mad love. Yeah, I think. At first, it was because we reacted to a person cooking. Yes, that did it too. And our reaction was pretty good, and we got a response from the creator of that TikTok. Yeah. That I didn't think he would respond to. Yeah, I didn't think he responded to that. Yeah, he has like half a million followers or something. So, and he responded to this like these. Who are these? Who are these nobodies? Saying I suck at cooking. Yeah. The cooking video was just so. It was pretty cringy. It was rough to watch. Kringy. It was very. It was unseasoned chicken, which uh, I think is a sin. Very, and he was using a metal spatula, and a metal pan. Mm. That's not okay. Yeah, there was a lot of noises in that video that I was like, ah, e- ah. you don't do that to chicken. No, chicken. You have to be lovely to chicken. You need to caress it. You need to caress it. You need to season it like it's your own. You need to have a hot pan with some <laughs> butter and oil. Get some oil and get some that, butter. Get that butter and oil in there. If you don't have no butter and oil, you're going to have yourself some white, white chicken. Got to get some color on them color breasts. Color on the chicken. You got to have seasoning. Got to get some color on them there breasts. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, slap me in the... <laughs> <laughs> Slap me in the face and call me a rubber ducky. There it is. Slap me in the chicken tender and call me the Pillsbury Doughboy. That chicken ain't got no color on it, son. This you must be your first time in the pan. Yeah, in case you didn't know already, we are food snobs. Maybe we should eat on the podcast. Or like we just talk about food stuff. Just review. Just hey, review foods. Send us ideas for food that you want reviewed on the podcast, and we will give you our honest rating on the food. Do it. Ideas, drop it in the comments. Give us suggestions on what to eat. Speaking of speaking of comments, you we, we talked about this at the beginning. You got some you got a little bit of hate in some of the comments. But then my wife made a good point. She was like, that means you guys have made it. Right. Which I I I mostly agree with her. I only have one comment though. Mm-hmm. I think the sign that you've truly made it is when people start coming up with conspiracies about you. That is that's when you've made it. That's made when it. you've made it, made it. Like, like when people hate on you, it's like, okay, you're making it somewhere. Right. When they start saying you're part of the Illuminati, now you've really made it. Mm-hmm. If they're like, did you see that? Did you hear what he said in the podcast? He's the, he's the devil. They start making weird connections. They had on the screen in the background of their podcast, they had all these pyramids. So can somebody please come up with conspiracies about us so that we can really make it in showbiz? That'd be great. Also, how about you record a <laughs> podcast so I can comment on it? No, no, it's, no. Uh, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't be. Don't be hurt. What just drop the remote? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I was holding him back. He's jumping at the camera. Well, on that note, on that. Oh yeah, I just wanted to plug the socials because 
you know, mad love, you know? Love. I just really appreciate it. And I want to do more. I want to interact some more uh, with people on social. I would love if once we started bringing guests on here, then we start kind of interacting with some interesting folk across the interwebs. Mm-hmm. And maybe we could get some really fun peeps on the podcast. You know what I really wish we could do is smoke cigars in here. That's what I really want to do. That'd be pretty sick. I wonder if I got another air purifier like we have in the living room. I wonder if I could smoke cigars in here and it wouldn't go anywhere. I think it would... This couch would start smelling like cigars. That's my only thing, yeah. yeah. I kind of, yeah. I need a studio studio that I can do whatever I want in. Mm. This is my, uh, this is my like stream space. This is my office. This is my home office. Game home studio. Room. I don't want my home studio to smell like cigars all the time. Not all the time. Not all the time. Just but, occasionally. But like if I had like a wooden, like a, imagine a studio with like a lot of wood in it, like mm-hmm. wood and soundproofing. Like the walls would just be wood. Like soundproofing panels, mm. and like the wood would kind of give off that wood smell, and then you smoke mm. cigars in there, and then you've got the wood and cigar smell. Mm. Every time you go in there, you're just in the zone. That'd be amazing. That's what I really want in my life, guys. Tell me what you want. What you really, so, really want? So uh, donate. I want to donate to the wood I wanna, studio. I, wanna, I really, really, really want to zig say. Ah. There isn't a way to donate right now because. What you know? What would I say? P.O. Box? I don't know. Patreon? Maybe we should start a Patreon. We could st- we could start a Patreon. We could start we could a start a Patreon, and then um, if you donate to the Patreon, you get like behind the scenes footage, you know, of us like setting up the 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 whole thing and like talking about it while we're setting it up. Input on ideas to talk about. Yeah, mm. you know, I was gonna live stream this. I forgot. I was gonna live stream this on like Facebook or Instagram, and I forgot to do it. Looks Maybe next easy. time. Maybe once we have a guest on, I'll start live streaming. But yeah, next week, I my goal is to have a, a guest next week. It's either going to be my wife or it's going to be someone else who we're going to bring on and harass. Just Gently. Haze. Yeah, we're going to haze them a little bit. Just slightly. Like, bring people on and be like, hey, talk to us about your expert. Like, hey, we want to have you on the podcast to talk about your expertise. But then we hit record and we're like, what's your favorite brand of toilet paper? What's your <laughs> I have a bidet, so... Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, Jonathan has a bidet, so absolutely superior in every way. In every way. Are we going to play some Valheim tonight, do you think? Maybe? Uh, let's see. You said you had to go to the gym, huh? I do have to go to the gym. But how long do you work out for? What time is it? The, the gym closes at 7. Oh! The gym closes at 7? Yes! Ooh. No! Looks like you're going to have to do some home workouts. Ah, that's three days in a row Ooh. I haven't worked out. I feel like jumping out of an airplane kind of counts, though, uh, as a workout. It was like 10 minutes long. It's not really a workout. But, I mean, it was 10 minutes of an absolute assault to every single one of your senses. I'm going to lose my gains. Just Ryan. go home and do some push-ups. Uh, go home and do some push-ups, some pull-ups. back day or leg day. Uh, Get, I, have, uh, I have push-up bars you could borrow. That put your arms in different positions that you can like work your back a little bit more. How am I gonna talk to my gym crush? Well, now you have more time to think about it. Ooh, that's work out your. The more you think about talking to a girl, the worse it is. You gotta work out your your lines. I've noticed that. Like the more I try to rehearse what I'm gonna say, the more like I stumble all over my words, and they're like, "Are you okay?" And when you get like the, are you okay from a girl? That's how you know. You got you to gotta roll up with the, hey girl, are you a dumbbell? Because you've been weighing on my heart all week. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I just uh, I just came up with that right now. That's a mic drop moment. Um, hey girl, are you are you a are you a are you the row machine? Because you've been sailing through my mind all week. I've been really trying. I uh. <laughs> I, I've been married for almost I've six years, really so I haven't trying. had to come up with any pickup lines in a while. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics to that song. I don't think I ever used an actual pickup line in my life. Like, does anybody use? Like, has anybody ever used a pickup line not ironically? Um, I feel like if you're using a pickup line, you're making a video. Yeah, or you're on a dating app. Yeah. Oh, th- I guess that's more like the norm these days. Let me tell you how much that trips me out. I, kn- I know we're getting close to the time, but we're pretty good over here. The way that the environment around relationships and dating has changed blows my mind. Absolutely nuts. Like we we are not that different in age. You're 22. Two. I'm, I'm going to be 23 in a month. A month. So, so it's about seven years. Yep. But just in that time, like me for me... Literally, when I was your age, when I was your age, mm-hmm. nobody was getting on dating apps like t- to really date. Is like you go out and you meet people and you date, but if you want to like hook up for a day, you get on a dating app. Right. But nowadays, it's like, oh yeah, I'm on these three dating apps. I'm looking to like meet some people. You know, maybe go on some legit dates. It's like that's like how people are actually meeting people. And that blows my mind. It's absolutely bonkers. It is absolutely bonkers. So I'm 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 starting to I'm getting to that age where I'm starting to feel a little out of touch with things. Just a little bit. I'm like these kids, these kiddos, just a little getting bit. on Bumble and Hilly. Dude, those highly ads on TikTok. <laughs> ah. I know. I'm scrolling through TikTok and it's like, do you want to meet fresh new singles? Download the blah, 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 app now. And it's like, all right. I guarantee you those girls aren't on the apps. Of course they're not. They hire models. That's all UGC. It's user generated content. They're getting paid like $1,000 to make that ad. So. Yeah, yeah. I know. I My daughter, I just heard my. My baby girl uh, agreeing through the door about how ridiculous that is. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Baby, yeah. baby, I know it. You've lost my love and feeling. This is the outro. Whoa, that love and feeling. Thank you for joining us. You've lost that love and feeling. Now it's gone. I think you might be starting to clip the audio there, bud. Docs and Crocs on Spotify and on Apple. Every Monday morning. I'm Ryan. This is Jonathan. Docs and Crocs. Bum, bum, Thanks for being here. We love you so bum, much. Bum, follow us on social media bum, 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 and uh, follow bum, us on Spotify. Bum, bum, much bum, love. Till next time.